Hello. Let me introduce myself. My name is ABH. I have been programmed to bring you this week's podcast. We have been learning all about the history of Wharton and Class 3 will be telling us some of the fascinating facts they have found out. Louis in Class 2 is only 6 but he can read like a pro. Listen later as he reads Judith Kerr's famous book, The Tiger Who Came to Tea. Are you excited about Christmas? Every class has been learning to play a Christmas song on the tuned bells, the boom whackers and the glockenspiels. We will take a sneaky listen to class 3 as they rehearse jingle bells ready for our Christmas music podcast special. Marcy and Dan from class 4 have been writing first person World War II evacuee stories. We will hear what it felt like to be sent away from home to live with strangers. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Find a comfy place to sit and listen to this. Archbishop News Hello and welcome to this week's Archbishop News. This week we said goodbye to Mrs Barclay for a while as she has gone to start her maternity leave a bit sooner than she had planned. She sends her best wishes to everyone at school and will keep in touch with us in the run-up to Christmas. And as she gets ready to welcome her new baby in the year, in the new year, on Monday we will be joined by Mrs Morgan who will be teaching class one for the next year. If you'd like to send Mrs Barclay a card or baby gift, please see Mrs Robinson in the office. Following the amazing £1,620 we raised on the recent Superhero Run Day, we are now able to begin our purchasing of new boards for the classrooms. We will start in classes two and four in the new year. Mr Pugh wants to thank everyone who has taken part in the online autumn challenge. Each activity is worth 25 team points. If you want to have a go, have a look in your class homepage. You can bring your work to school for a big show and tell on the 17th of December, or you can upload it on, um, into the pupil area. Mr Pugh also wants to thank everyone for their safe behaviour during drop-off and pick-up time. It is great that we're all staying safe and keeping well. Remember, if you or anyone in your family has any symptoms of COVID-19, stay off school, self-isolate and get a test. Then we can all enjoy to school, continue to enjoy school together. Team Point News. This week's team points are Hutton, 793 team points, Sensor, 719 points, Washington, 839 team points, and this week's winners are Crag with 846 team points. That makes this week's winners. Well done to everyone who has earned points for their teams this week. That's all the news for this week. It's time for the ABH quiz. 
Hello, I am Summer. And I am Erin. Here, here is this week's brain scratching quiz. What does the S stand for in smart online rules? What is the yellow part of an egg called? Who is known as the nation's PE teacher during lockdown? How many zeros are in one million? How many horns does the triceratops have on its head? The answers will be at the end of this of the podcast. Good luck. We are Bubble Two, and we want you to know the rules to help you stay well in school. Stay home if you feel ill. Try to stay a meter away from other people. Sneeze and cough into a tissue. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Use hand sanitizer to keep germs away. Do this every day and we can stay safe in school. Let's stay safe from coronavirus. Thank you. Hi, it's me, ABH again. I am trying to work out the answers to those quiz questions. There are some tough ones this week. It's time for our sneaky listen to class 3 as they rehearse jingle bells. They don't know we are listening so, don't tell them. I bet they do really well. was great. I can't wait to hear the final version later this term. The other classes will have to be amazing to be better than that. I am now on team class 3.
Here is Marcy with her evacuee story and then we will have some jokes. I am told they are funny but as I am only a virtual automated podcast presenter I will have to take your word for it. Ha. Ha. That is me practicing my best laugh. Let's hear Marcy. The day I was evacuated by Marcy Dowsett. Dear Diary, today was eventful. I woke up and a flush of realisation swept over me. I was going to be evacuated to Wharton, all the way from dull, dull, gloomy Manchester. Leaping out of bed and putting my clothes on, I ran downstairs with my gas mask. Mother gave me an apple and we set off down the wet cobbled street to the train station. My weary eyes were already blurry with tears of salt. As me and the other children clambered onto the train, I slowly waved my mother goodbye. Smoke and steam billowed out of the train as it wheeled out of the station. I remember the girl across from me smiling and telling me everything was okay. Halfway through the journey, I pulled the red rosy apple out of my crumpled bag of paper. I bit into it and the sweet taste of apple juice flooded in my mouth with delight. Me and the girl across from the compartment um, stared out of the window as we pulled into Carnforth Station. We hopped off the train and began the walk to Wharton. Rain gushed from the dreamy clouds like a waterfall hitting the river below. The sky turned a pale grey as more and more rain hammered down onto us and the billeting officer. I was dropped off at the first house um, with a middle-aged woman. For dinner we had homemade chips and she explained how her husband had been sent to war. In the afternoon, me and her daughter went out to play in the fields. in the French cheese factory. There's debris everywhere. I want to hear a joke about paper. It's terrible. Ooh. What do you call a can that can't open? A can't opener. What do you call a woodpecker without a beak? It's a headbang. What do you call a deer with no eye? And no idea. What do you call a snake that's good at maths? An Adam. An Adam. It's now time for some brainy history chat with Class 3 and Mr. Pugh. It is all about Wharton, which I am told is a really great place. After that, Louis will read his favourite book. I hope you are still sat somewhere comfortable. Mr. Pugh has asked me to point out that he is sure that most of the facts in this chat are true but he has not had time to put them through the Wharton Village experts to check. He suggests you do not use them to try and win any arguments at home or as part of any book you might be thinking of writing about Wharton.
Class three have been learning all about Wharton and what makes it such a wonderful place. Now, Wharton's got loads of history, hasn't it, Harry? Yeah. Yeah? Can you tell us a fact you can remember about Wharton's history? Uh, in the Iron Age, uh, Wharton used to be up on, on the crag and uh, they had the advantage because uh, whenever the people attacked them, they had to go up the hill and they can just fire down on them and hit them. Uh, so then they'll die. So building it there was a really good defence yeah. for what they wanted to do to protect Wharton from any enemies. Yeah. yeah. Can anybody else remember an interesting fact about Wharton? Kerr? There was four old schools in Wharton. Do you know the names of any of them? Um, no. I know this one. What's this Archbishop one? Archbishop Hutton's Primary. Archbishop Hutton's Primary. Who was it who set up Archbishop Hutton's Archbishop Primary? Hutton. Archbishop Hutton. Does anybody know his first name? Can you remember? Um, no. No, do you not know? No. So his first name was Matthew, and he was a well wealthy man, and he had lots of money. And so when he was Archbishop of um, York, he set up a charity to be able to build a grammar school in Wharton to give the children of Wharton an education and outside our school outside in the corridor by the staff room is a great big piece of paper and on that piece of paper is all the information about when he went, applied to be able to set up the grammar school and it's a letter signed by Queen Elizabeth the first to say that it was all right for him to set up the grammar school that's interesting isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. And underneath it is the stone that's from the first school with all of the Latin lettering on it from the first school. Now, Evie has been writing all about the almshouses that Archbishop Hutton set up in the village. You're going to read it for us, Evie. The almshouse was built in, in 1594. The man who built it was called... Lord Archbishop he called it the house of Jesus only six men were allowed to live there and they got paid six shillings and eight dimes if they read prayers they would get paid more in 1754 finally girls were allowed to stay and they got paid 15 shillings do you think it was a good thing that Archbishop Hutton set the almshouses up? Yeah, yeah. Why? Because um, he didn't like seeing um, homeless people begging on the streets. So he did it to give some people somewhere to live? Yeah. Fantastic. Anybody else remember any interesting facts that they've learnt about Wharton during this project? Ava? Archbishop um, set up our school. He did set up our school, yeah. Lily? There's a river called the River Kerr. That runs through Wharton, yeah. Evie? Um, in St Oswald's Church, um, George Washington's grandparents are there. That's correct, yes. And you've been looking in the churchyard, haven't you? Did yeah, anybody yeah. find anything interesting in the churchyard? What did we find? Uh, we found uh, one of the Washingtons in the graveyard. Found one of their graves? Yeah. Oh, who else? We found George Washington's grave. Yes, excellent. Go on, anybody else found anything? Um, I found some people from my family. In the, ch in the graves, in yeah. the church? William and Winnie. 
Excellent. And what other project did you do at home for Miss, uh, Mrs. Gavalock set your project to do? A special project. What was it? We were doing a family tree. A family tree? Did anybody find out anything interesting about their family? Um, my middle name is Jennifer because someone in my family was called Jennifer. Excellent. Did you find anything out, Abby? Um, that we have two names that are the same in our uh, family tree. Okay. Um, that we, um, that my middle name is called David because my great-great-grandad was called David. Fantastic. And have you all enjoyed learning about Wharton as your yeah. history yeah. topic? Yes. Yeah. Yes? yes? Why do you think it's important to know about your history? In case you have to do like a grammar test at high school. Okay. Anybody think anything else? It's important to know who we are and where we come from, isn't it? Yeah. And it's important to know about the village that and the people who used to live here and know how it's different now to how it was in the past. Right, well done. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Kerr. Thank you, Ava. Thank you, Evie. And thank you, Lily. Lily, did you want to say something before we finish? That George Washington's grandparents used to live in Walton. They did? Mm -hmm. Abby? Uh, Evie? I forgot. Thank you. <laughs> right, well done, everybody. Good, that was good. I'll do something with that. I'll chop it up and do a bit of editing on it. Well done. The Tiger Who Came to Tea by Judith Kerr. Read by Louie. Once there was a little girl called Soapy, and she was having tea with her mummy in the kitchen. Suddenly, there was a ring at the door. Sophie's mummy said, I wonder who that can be. It can't be the milkman, because he came this morning, and it can't be the boy from the grocer, because this isn't the day he comes, and it can't be Daddy, because he's got his key. We'd better open the door and see. Sophie opened the door, and there was a big, furry, stripy tiger. The tiger said, Excuse me, but I'm very hungry. Do you think I could have tea with you? Sophie's mummy said, Of course. Come to... In. So the tiger came into the kitchen and sat down at the table. And Sophie's mummy said, Would you like a sandwich? But the tiger didn't just take one sandwich. It took all the sandwiches on the plate and swallowed them in one big mouthful. Alp. And he still looked hungry. So Sophie passed him the buns. But again, the tiger didn't just eat one bun. He ate all the buns on the dish, and then he ate all the biscuits and all the cake until there was nothing to eat left to eat on the table. So M Sophie's mummy said, Would you like a drink? And the tiger drank all the milk in the milk jug and all the tea in the teapot. And then he looked round the kitchen to see what else he could find. He ate all the supper that was cooking in the saucepans and all the food in the fridge and all the packets and tins in the cupboard. And he drank 
drank all the milk and all the oranges and all Daddy's beer and all the water in the tap. Then he said, Thank you for my nice tea. I think I'd better go now. And he went. So his mummy said, I don't know what to do. I've got nothing for Daddy's supper. Daddy's supper. The tiger has seen it in it at all. So we found she couldn't have a bath. Because the tiger had drunk all the water in the tap. Just when Sophie's daddy came home. So Sophie and her mummy told him what had happened. And how the tiger had eaten all the food and drunk all the drink. And Sophie's daddy said, I know what we'll do. I've got a very good idea. We'll put on our coats and go to the cafe. So they went out in the dark and all the street lamps were lit and all the cars had their lights on and they walked down the road to the cafe and they had a lovely supper with sausages and drips and ice cream. In the morning, Sophie and her mummy went shopping and they bought lots more things to eat and they also bought a very big tin of tiger food in case the tiger should come to tea again. But he never did. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Here are the quiz answers. I can't wait to see if I have got five out of five. Then Daniel is going to read his dramatic evacuee story. I'm enjoying this job. It is a pleasure to introduce such talented children. to this week's brain scratching quiz. The S in smart stands for safe. The yellow part of an egg is called the oak. The nation's PE teacher is Joe Wicks. There are six zeros in one million. A triceratops has three horns. Did you get all five right? Well done if you did. evacuated by Daniel McFall. Dear Diary, on the 1st of September 1939 I was evacuated from Manchester to a little village called Wharton. At Manchester train station I gave my mother and father one last cuddle and kiss and walked through the the cramped crowd and onto the sweaty train. All I had in my sack was teddy, gas mask and a blanket. People on the train were rough and tugging off my teddy's head and then about half an hour into the journey I started crying for my mother. Once we were all at Cartforth train station, my mate went further into Cartforth and I tried to follow him but I was forced to go to Wharton and to top it off I stood in some dog poo. I lived with a man called James Beaker and on that afternoon we were on a walk and a and a violent dog tried attacking me, and I shouted, Go away, go away, or I will kill you. Then James said, No, you will not. There is enough killing going on at the moment. So that was the podcast. 
wasn't it great? It's time for me to log off now and charge up my batteries for next week's episode. I only got three right on the quiz this time. What about you? Maybe I will spend the next lockdown learning some more quiz facts so I can go on the chase or pointless. I have written to Father Christmas and I am hoping for a humor upgrade for Christmas. If I get a download for my Gigglebox I may be able to understand some of the jokes next time. Wasn't Louis great at reading? He could easily do the bedtime story on CBeebies. Join us next time for more fun and information on Listen to This, the ABH podcast.